Ladies and gentlemen, football aficionados from all corners of the world, welcome to another exhilarating episode of The Kick a Boot. I'm your host, Mike Jose Collins, and joined with me is, as always, Daniel Ramos. That was horrible. Dan Ramos. Your intros suck. And Ryan Galani Uh, joining us from Zoom all the way from beautiful football town, London. That's a lie. Ontario. (laughs) Ontario. (laughs) Somehow you used two describing factors and they were both incorrect. In today's episode, we've assembled our... uh, our dream team of enthusiasts, which is us, by the way. Shout out. Shout out the dream team. The dynamic trio of us three together. We're diving headfirst into the latest happenings in the world of football. We will be talking about the past two weeks of Premier League because we did miss last week. We will be talking uh, about the UEFA Champions League draw where dreams are made and rivalries are reignited. Uh, some more transfer buzz is happening as well as John Herdman makes his way to Toronto FC. But first... I have a question for the room. Who is the best Premier League signing of the summer, James Madison or James Ward-Prowse? Wow. wow. Uh, You're going to fire that on me right away? Okay, well. Casado. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> Did you say Casado? Yeah. Okay, you go first, no, Uh Well, out of those two options I was given, I'm saying James Ward-Prowse 10 out of 10 times. Yeah, that dude has been a difference maker for a team that we all said West Ham would be absolutely garbage. James Ward-Prowse. Especially me. <laughs> especially you, James Ward-Prowse, and they've made some other additions to their midfield. Uh, they seem pretty set right there right now. Antonio, especially up there at the striking uh, strike force there. He is on top of his game. That will not last. I also don't believe it will, but as long as this midfield holds up, I think that team will finish far above than what we expected. So let's go to game week two where they did beat Chelsea 3-1. Caicedo, as you said, getting a penalty there in the dying minutes of that game. How did you guys feel about that one? I'm only going to go through the most important games of this uh yeah, let's we'll do like a light yeah. rundown because there is a lot of topic to talk about today. This, this was the big one, um, I think the most revealing one. Well, and the Tottenham Man United. But about West Ham Chelsea, how would you guys feel about this game? Uh, uh, 3-1 game, realistically, in my opinion. It was a 2-1 game. 3-1 just came with the kind of dying embers of the game. I mean, Casado had what? At that point, he'd only been a Chelsea player for like two days. Maybe yeah, he was on the field for about 20 minutes, I think. Yeah, I mean, I don't think anyone was expecting anything too strong. Did he look that good in the 20 minutes? No, but it was in a system that he's unfamiliar with. Um, down a goal, like I, I don't, I don't really put too much blame on him for that. I don't like the discredit he was given. I think that just came with like the cost yeah. after the pen was given away. But it was, it was a deserved West Ham win at the end of the day. I, I see it as a two-one win. It was a three-one, just because of, in my opinion, Chelsea needing to find that spark. But I thought, yeah, I agree with you, Ryan. I always find it funny when. When you see that, like that reactionary stuff online, just because oh he was bought for 120 mil or whatever, like it's literally his first game. Sorry, it was more than that. (laughs) Oh, okay, more than that. Um, (laughs) like it's his first game. Like I just I never expect players to be like instantly good, you know. Like last year, Holland was horrible in the Community Shield, right? I was like, oh my god, it's such a bad purchase. He's gonna do bad. Like it's just so reactionary. Stuff gets annoying. Yeah, it it was definitely undeserved. It was very funny to, it, it was. to get a penalty. No, it, it was game. funny. It was funny. It is it is very reactionary, but very hilarious. Uh, West Ham very much delivered, deservedly so. Deserved 
to win that game. Uh, Paqueta, especially, an uh, incredible player uh, through that game. Uh, oh, my God, are Brazilians so painful to watch nowadays. The the diving is insane. It's, oh. <laughs> it's quite frankly, just embarrassing. Um, my God, he played really well, but he is so annoying to watch. It's not, like, fun to root for that. Even Brazil in the World Cup, this past World Cup, was so annoying to watch because it was just diving and flopping. And I know that's been, like, ingrained in Brazilian soccer throughout this, but this is, like, the worst I've ever seen it in every player that we have right now. Well, almost all of them. I don't think Jesus doesn't really do that. Neymar doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. I was going to say Anthony doesn't. But, like, uh, any any attacking Brazilian player is just flopping on the ground. It, does it, Vinny, quite though? frankly, it's embarrassing. Does Vinny? He complains a lot. He yeah, complains, he, yeah. Does he flop, yeah. though? I feel like I don't see him flopping that He often. flops. Does he? He, okay. he, in my opinion, Vinny only does when he gets, like, caught up to. Like, when it's someone that was at, is at his speed level, he uses that as an advantage. Or, like, just behind him to kind of, like, take the hit and go down. It's it's an annoying tactical move in football and always has been, always will be, as long as they're doing it. But, yes, Paqueta is especially bad for it. And yeah. probably the fact that he's Brazilian does not give them a good rap. No, <laughs> no. Uh, Tottenham beat Man United 2-0, a team that we were all pretty high on Man United. Look terrible. They have completely fallen apart. I think we all have to probably take back our oh, Nana is the <laughs> going to win the goalkeeper of the season. Yeah. Three games in, we will get to next week or the, the past week after this. But uh, he doesn't look good. Manchester United do not look good. They're desperately searching for a left back right now, and they do want to add Amrabat to their midfield. So they do see a lot of changes that they are willing to make, but at the moment, Manchester United don't look good. And Tottenham look excellent. They look so good. Every single thing. Watch the call glue. Except Richarlson. <laughs> that team needs a striker. Oh, my yeah. God, Richarlson is terrible. He did score in the, uh, the gaming three, yeah. yeah. Um, EFL? I think it was EFL. Oh, was like it not? Like two days ago. Yeah, was that not? Oh, actually, no, I was on Which they did so. end up losing to uh, Fulham in penalties. But he did score, so at least, you know, there might be some bright spot there. But Richarlison definitely looks like the weakest part of that team. Pasta Coglu absolutely changing this com- this team. A team that we had so many question marks about and now is completely pretty damn good. And See James that? Madison, a player we said was we were very high on. Mm-hmm. That's why I was excited, man. Yeah, that's remember I was saying like this is like a new chapter. You get a new manager that plays a completely different style than the Spurs are used to, and like it showed, man. They look like they're playing with joy, and like it's just fun to watch. Like I, I will know. say, to Pasta Coglu, like he's always been like an entertaining guy, but he seems just as laid back as whatever yeah. as like he ever has been in this Tottenham team, which is a shock to me. His comments <laughs> are so funny. <laughs> He is a great post-match uh, speaker there. His pep comment is, is hilarious. Yeah, but that's like the last club I'd expect a manager to go to and be like, oh, jolly, oh, boy. Yeah, like, like get a me in front guy. of the press. Like, He's great. Yeah, I mean, and then you mentioned the Richarlison thing that I just wanted to mention for one second. The positive thing for Tottenham is that they're getting goals with a terrible striker Yeah, in their team. True. You, like, they don't need someone extraordinary. They don't need another Harry Kane. They don't need a replacement like that. Just, like, someone that can finish up top and let everyone behind them also do the same thing. Like a Harry Kane. <laughs> or like a Jonathan David. Johnny you know, D would be he's perfect been, He's been linked team. a lot to the Spurs. Yeah. Seems no, I'm not pretty high like on Harry him. Kane. Don't, don't you throw that back <laughs> at me. <laughs> no, but like, but like you said, like a Jonathan David, I think, like, even even, like, lower than that. Like, I don't even know... 
like just like a, a, a poacher type like i mean obviously he's gone down he's made a move just like someone i think of in premier league terms in the past is like a mitrovic like those kind of guys where you literally just get the ball into them and they find the back of the net but they don't have much other job that seems like what they could use because richarlison's been pretty invisible but they're scoring I hear you know greenwood's I mean? available all right. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, All right. The controversial decision in right. this game as well, a handball. Uh, coming from me, that's a clear handball. I don't know how United did not get a penalty on that. Uh, the VAR, the referee decisions, again, continued through week two. We have four, five red cards given out in these games. Uh, something is really weird going on. Um <laughs> I would say the talk about the Liverpool one, but that was uh, taken back, and McAllister was allowed to play the next game, so that doesn't matter. But this penalty in this game, Manchester United, again, it seems like Fergie time might be catching up to them, and the referees do not seem to like United. How do you guys feel about that penalty? I'm honestly just going to talk about VAR as more of a whole. I think refereeing this year, I'm like all for it, like be a bit harder on people and stuff. For where this is going, I think this is going to be the season where refereeing alters matches the most by far of past seasons, and I don't like that. It seems to be headed in that direction. I like the VAR calls. Do kind of what you may with them. I mean, like it's. I think I still believe they're too. They're too resistant to go against the on-field officials' calls, which I think is a horrible, horrible thing. Because when you have someone that has the ability to watch replays that's no harm done against the ref just like get the call right but then like this new ultra yellow card system like we're, like there's about eight more yellows than in past years games every single game now even if it's just for like a throw-in you spend two seconds too long you're getting a yellow card yeah like, i think it was i don't even remember if this was match week two or match week three but tomiyasu got sent off and both yellows that he received were like the worst things to get sent off for I've ever seen in my life. So like the, the, the handball, sorry to go back to yours. I don't really have too much opinion on it. Cause I'm just like fix VAR as a whole. Yeah. And I, until that gets done, it'll be stupid because it already is stupid. Yeah. Did we mention, yes, it was about did we mention the Mike Dean comment a couple weeks ago? Where he was like, "Yeah, I didn't uh, change the call." Yeah, with Anthony. we did not. We did not talk about it. Oh, we didn't talk about it. Yeah. So Mike Dean literally said in an interview, he was in the VAR room. Anthony Taylor was the main referee, and he didn't change a call that he knew was wrong because Anthony Taylor is his mate. He said, "Yeah," because he didn't want to hurt his feelings. That's horrible. How, like we know sometimes that happens, but to say it out loud, that's insane, and just. Guess it actually makes my blood boil. That is really upsetting. I don't get why there's shame behind a ref having one look ever at something and a guy having 15 different camera angles of replays and saying, yeah, sorry, you got this one wrong right? with your split moment seeing it. Why is that such a big deal? There shouldn't be ego from an official. There I think there is all the time. For not, whatever think, reason, it just doesn't make any sense. Like we're not there to watch them. No, I think all the refs are friends, too, which is a horrible idea. <laughs> it's just not great. It's bizarre. Uh, Manchester City, they Newcastle. beat Newcastle. one nothing. Newcastle team were all very high on. Did have a very impossible task against this Manchester City defense, which looks like it could be the best of all time in the Premier League, only conceding one goal, which we'll talk about 
next. But uh, other than that, Aston Villa beat Everton, who look like the worst team in the league right now, 4 nothing coming back. Diaby does not score that game, but he also looks phenomenal. So keep an eye on him, as I said, in our preseason talk. Uh, we'll go to match week three here. One thing I noticed in the West Ham-Chelsea game from week two was Raheem Sterling looked like he was the best player on the pitch. And in the Luton Town game, the Raheem Sterling renaissance seems like it's coming back here. Sterling looks incredible and the best Chelsea player on that team. 3 nothing over Luton Town. How do you guys feel about Raheem Sterling? Looks really good, man. I didn't think... Uh, honestly, I didn't expect it. I just felt like, especially in his last couple of years at City and then last year with Chelsea, like, thought his career was starting to dwindle if he keeps this up man good for him I, I wish the best for him but he's looking good he's looking really good what do you think ryan uh i think i think he's more so i think he lost form towards the end of his man city run and it carried i personally like people say that like he lost when he got to chelsea i think he was already on the pace of losing it near the end of his man city run even if like the stats were there i think it just like people say that it was just I, I agree with yeah. you. I think he, he did kind of look lost at the end of his city run. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. I, I didn't know that was, like, not no, agreed I think upon. I, I hear more of the people are like, oh, he went to Chelsea and the system didn't fit him. and he. The system did not fit him last year. No, it didn't. But it I, did. I still thought it was, like, pretty unanimous that, like, he struggled a lot in his last year or so at City. Like, he just, yeah. even, like, like you said, even with the counting stats, it's just, like, he just didn't fit. Yeah. I just think we're like back to seeing first year at Man City, maybe second year at Man City, Raheem Sterling, because he has this like spark about him. Like it's, I think, I think even last year, I mean, it was an awkward Chelsea team, but I think he was trying to play for the team more rather than playing to his strengths. And now it seems like he's finally playing to his strengths and he's willing to take men on and he's willing to like use that speed that like everyone knows he has. Like against Luton, I mean, Actually, I'm going to get to Luton in a sec because I have some interesting things. But I think he clearly knew that like Luton is a slower team. You look at their team; they're not like they're not built on speed. And like even his first goal, I think it was his first goal, where he cut in from the right side, played it across. I don't know whatever goal it was. That was just sheer confidence in like his own ability. Like he is, he is well back. I think he could be like if there was a comeback player of the year award. So far, he is a shining light in that category. Yeah, I'd agree. He looks terrific. Uh, I think as um, a Liverpool fan, too, it's hard to like Raheem Sterling. Uh, <laughs> but I think it's now it's time, like, okay, he's on. He's not on Man City anymore. He never won the Champions League, which is one thing he really <laughs> wanted to do. So it's okay to, like, oh, I hope he does well over there at Chelsea. Good for him. That's such a toxic <laughs> way of liking him. That's crazy. Absolutely. Well, he said, uh, I hope Liverpool never wins, the, or nobody wants Liverpool to win the Premier League. And the year after he made that comment, they did. So he, he ate his words, and he sucks. So, um, anyhow. My last, point, my last point that I wanted to make really quickly, uh, this is my, I guess you could say, first hot take in a while. Luton Town are not going down. That's all. Okay. Uh, I kind of agree with you, but not because I think Luton Town is good. It's because there's a lot of other bad teams who look way worse than Luton Town. You are spot on, my friend. Okay, there you go. <laughs> I, I, think, I am there with but, you. But I will say, I think, I think talking about the teams that look worse, I think it's also a fact that I think Luton look better. Oh, so give like them their I, credit then. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I don't know if I'm there. No, I, th I think they might lose on goal difference at one point because they are going to get their crap kicked out of them by good teams. 
but they don't look that they don't look terrible yeah, yeah. All yeah, right. They might, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> we'll go to Tottenham Bournemouth here. Tottenham dismantled Bournemouth two nothing. Not much to talk about on that one. We sort of said everything we like about Tottenham. Brentford Crystal Palace a one one draw. Both those teams look pretty mid, but Arsenal Fulham a two two draw from Arsenal already going down, uh, already losing two points on Manchester City. The only un not undefeated, the only perfect team right now. City Arsenal go down two early. Eventually, no, I think they went down one early. Yeah, eventually, co- eventually Did coming back, it was like 80, and then Fulham scored in the death to tie that game again with a man down. Arsenal, they look fine, like they look solid, as as good as we think they are. But how did you guys think about the form they played in that game? Nope, not it for me. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't great. Like, just period, end of like end of day, they they looked fine. Yeah. They didn't. They didn't look like the team of last year that was possibly going to take Man City's crown. They looked nowhere near that, but they looked fine. Yeah, they still look like, up there. But this game really showed a lot of immaturity. I think in a lot of terms. I don't know what they're doing with Havertz. He no. does not fit in that team. I think Ryan's comments before the season are spot on right now. Kai Havertz does not. Well, the belong. midfield makes no sense. No, it's weird. It's Thomas Hardy's playing right back. Yeah, just so that Rice can find a role. Odegaard is doing Odegaard's thing, but he, if there's one thing so far, I mean, even though he hasn't been involved that much, I guess he's doing his thing. Yeah, I will say, Fabio Vieira, in my opinion, looks solid. Won that pen. But most of Great their team, as well. most of their team, though, dead. <laughs> yeah, there's not a lot to be happy about um, with them. I don't think Jesus is back yet. No, I think he's coming back this week, actually. Oh, he's back this week. Okay. Yeah. So maybe... well, I think I saw like these most no, he, got, he, got, uh, he got subbed on against Fulham in like, the 92nd. Like, they gave him a call. Oh, he did okay. go on that. Okay. okay. Did yeah. not notice that. Um, it was like three minutes. Well, there you go. I, I think I turned it off at that point. Yeah. I saw the goal. No, like, I was like, oh, thank God. I got to not watch this to not jinx it. <laughs> Look, end of the day, Fulham, like, if, if, if they were up 2-1 against, like, let's say, I don't know, like, just any team that's up there, like a, a Aston Villa, who's, like, not, or a Brighton that's, like, not, like, the top of the league, but, like, definitely not, like, mid-table or lower. If it was against one of those and, like, you're down 2-1 and whoop-de-doo, something bad happens. But Fulham went down a man and seemed to still have a strong grip on the game. I don't know how you allow that. There's especially teams, their form from last season. That's management. It has to be completely management. management. You have to know when to take your chances. You have to put that game away if you're Arsenal. And they did not. I, I just I don't get it. The midfield's just not working. Why don't they just play with two DMs? Why don't they try Party and Rice and Odegaard at Cam? That could be exciting. I just don't see where Havertz fits anymore. I mean anymore as if I like we ever saw it I just don't see where he fits because no. he doesn't feels redundant yeah he <laughs> he does not fit but you know I see a lot of things online where it's like I'll give him time he had, he had time at Chelsea but even in Chelsea did he ever really fit by the end of it the only thing that kept his Chelsea like stint like was that goal was the Champions League goal other than that I thought he's pretty mid the whole time to be honest I think yeah, he was that he, good he never excited me I did not really get this this buy here it was odd. No. Yeah. It was very odd. It is odd. I think he's just I think he's just such a specific player to what he's good at that no other role than what he knows is what he can play. And I don't think Arsenal can offer that. And I don't think Chelsea offered it. 
I think the reason that he was so good at Leverkusen is because they offered it. And it was just that little central forward role that wasn't really a striker, but like, like he's almost in between like the kind of like center forward and like attacking midfielder idea. Mm-hmm. Like he's like, I don't even know what like player comparison. It's just weird. Like he has to be like a focus, I think. And I don't think any team he's been to has offered him that. No. And even when he was a focus at Chelsea, like their system didn't make sense for him to be the focus. A lot of people that I've listened to, their belief was that his main reason was that so they could play balls over top to him and they can build an offense out of that. I just don't see how... That's what he does. What's that? That's just not what he does. Like, he doesn't play balls in the air. Like he's, Exactly. He's his feet. He may it, be tall, but... And it seemed like a lot of people whose football opinions I really respect, that was like, that's what he's there for. And I'm, I just never saw it. And I still don't see... Also on top, why you would pay that much just for something like that? You know, I I don't know. I don't I don't see how it's gonna work. It's just a weird it's a weird fit. Um, Mike, were there any more prem games you wanted to? Uh, yeah, we got a we got a couple more. All right, do them because then I have a point that I want to come back to, so I don't want to forget. I do too, actually. Okay, okay. Uh, <laughs> Manchester United come back after going down two nothing early against Nottingham Forest. Uh, Manchester United take advantage. Of a red card, something we don't see that often. Bruno Fernandez <laughs> leads Man United to a 3-2 victory. Uh, again, they didn't look good in this game. They should not go down that early uh, to Nottingham Forest. Onana, not the best we've seen. <laughs> yeah, actually, this was my point. I wanted to talk about United and how they just don't look right. They don't look right at all. I, and I, you know what? I don't blame management. I don't. There's something about the players here. Well, the midfield doesn't seem to be meshing. No. Casemiro, we were all very high on him. I don't know. I was high on the midfield in in general. Like, I thought Mount was going to mesh really well with Casemiro and Bruno. But it's just... I think think Mount has meshed the least. Exactly. Somehow, right? It's 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 weird. He looks like a fish out of water. But I also, on top of that, is, like, we look at all these teams, like, all the top flight teams, they've made a, a bunch of changes, right? So you'd expect, like, there to be an adjustment period. United, like, they've added only Onana and Mount, pretty much, right? That's about it. And Hoyland, but he hasn't played right yet, No, right? he's not played yet. So yeah. it's like, why does the team seem so off when it's basically the You're running basically the same team as last season. There's just something weird going on there. Well, Sancho, again, doesn't look good. Doesn't no. look like Dortmund Sancho. They're bringing on McTominay. They're not selling Scott McTominay, and they're not selling Harry Maguire for some reason. The only thing... The only team that's offering you any money for those players and you're saying no is ridiculous. And it's Harry Maguire also saying no. Yeah, which is well, just his wages, though. Insane. I, I, I just don't understand. Yeah, but if you, why don't you want to play? I know. that that That's the part that I don't get as well. But I don't know, man. I'm just conf- like, because you mentioned that it's not management. There's like a different bright point in Man United's team. It seems like week in, week out. And it's never the same. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like one week they have, like, maybe, like, Juan Bissaka, like, down the right flank is, like, putting on a show. He's been But good. then the next week, yeah, but then, like, the next week he's horrible. And then, let, and then like, Bruno Fernandez is playing well. Like, they don't seem like they ever have one game where all of them are working no. in sync. For, Fernandez think, has, like, I think he's the most consistent player. But yes. you're, you're absolutely right. Anthony's terrible. He's just a bad player. Sorry. Yeah, that's... And they always attack the Wambasaka side because Anthony goes up and he never comes back and helps anything out. I know Wambasaka is really good, but they're taking full advantage of that. Rashford has looked awful. Rashford yeah. does not look good in the slightest. 
and Erickson's, you can see the age. Casemiro, you can see the age. There's no solutions when it comes to those positions either. So if any of those people go down, like, what do you have there? Uh, Varane, also, I know he scored in the first week, but he does not look good. He's out for a while he's now, out, too. And he's, he's out, out now, and he's completely – he, he, uh, when did he go out? I think it was last uh, week, no? Yeah, but what in the game? Oh, I don't even know. Oh, like 45th. 45th yeah, it was early. Like right after half. Um, and Onana is not the best shot stopper in the league. Yeah, that that, that one was memed so much, man. <laughs> Guy just fell on his butt, dude. Yeah, yeah it looked like he was driving a car there. Yeah, that was funny. It's it's just a very weird dynamic of a team. And it shouldn't be. Paper, no, yeah, it like shouldn't. You're paper, absolutely right. On, like on paper, this should be a great team. This is a team that we like the manager, we liked the squad, and nothing's happening. I know, and I like that they're. I like that their resolve right now is like, oh no, we lost Luke Shaw. Uh, sign a left back, and we'll be fine. <laughs> That's it, man. Yeah, they're trying to sign Regulon right now. Yeah, they, they, ga- they gave up on every, Cucurella. They tried to sign every big Premier League team's <laughs> second guy. <laughs> I don't know what well, the plan was there, but well, I guess they yeah, don't want to play the low at the back. Nah, uh, he's okay, but he's attacking. And we're talking about this team after they won. Well, because no yeah. one's no one's convinced with that win. No. Like that's that's the no. whole thing. I will say the one convincing thing is that they had the fight in them to come back because it like the first two weeks when they went down two nil, you're fully expecting that team to just kind of curl up and die. Yeah. <laughs> like they, they, there wasn't too much promise, but they did come back. And I mean, you gave them some kind of benefit on it, but um, not a bright start. I, I'm, I'm, they're not in my top four anymore. Let's just put it that way. Yeah, I, I do not think they're getting Champions League football yeah. playing at this rate, at least. Might be a cold take of mine, like being so high All of us. We, I think we all had them second, no? Oh, no. Uh, no, I had, them, I had them third. Yeah. Actually, yeah, fun have, fact. You had Arsenal take. winning the league. <laughs> yeah, that could be even more of a freezing cold take. Oh, yeah. Man. Oh, yeah. Uh, fun fact, cold take, actually not the right term for it. Cold take means something that is so obvious that it's not a hot take. That's all. Where did you hear that? I think he means a cold take in the sense that he gave a take and over time oh, I know. it's just become I know. cold. You know, but it's the wrong term. I okay. think that's a real term. Uh, I don't know. What I thought it? that was just like internet sure lingo. You know, no, like you guys, the Twitter account, like just bantalingo. No, you guys, you guys start the next topic. I'm gonna pull this up and I'm gonna. All right, you go for it, man. <laughs> uh, Wolves beat Everton one nothing. Two of the worst teams in the league, and Everton. Oh my God, I'm so happy. <laughs> Sorry, this Spencer. is hilarious to watch the demise of this team after last year when they barely survived. It does not look like they it's, will. It looks even uh, worse now. It looks even worse right now for Everton. Not really much to talk about that game because it was so bad. Two terrible teams, and Everton just looked awful. Yeah, legit. Like So I was recording another podcast, Dream Team Podcast, shout out. And one of our podcast members, Spencer, is a very big Everton fan. And I started talking about like Premier League stuff. And he's like, yeah, you know, you should talk about how Everton is like the worst team of all time. <laughs> yeah, he's not having a good time. Poor guy, man. They are horrible. I just want to say, <laughs> they yeah. are they not fun to watch. Not even like it's not even a matter of not being fun to watch because they are a Sean Dyche team. They're not good to watch. Like, no. there's, I generally think watching Southampton this year, I think Everton at the moment would struggle in the championship. Yeah, well, honestly, I don't put that by them or no, past them. They, they don't have anything that's like at all promising. No, and I, I legitimately honest, nothing. The they played Doncaster Rovers yesterday in the League Cup. 
that they brought on that Beto fella that they signed from like Udinese. He looked horrible, dude. He was so slow moving. Like he he thought he scored at like the end of the game and he was like maybe five feet offside. Like he was nowhere close. I was like, oh my god, man. Oh, brother. Like they're turning bad. They're turning good things to bad. That's how bad they are. I think right now. <laughs> yeah, that's that's uh, yeah. rough, man. That's about all we can really say about them. Brighton, West Ham, a uh, Brighton team that looked uh, fantastic in the first two weeks here, lose to West Ham three to one. That I mean, that just says more about how high we think of West Ham right right now. Uh, James Ward Prowse opening the scoring in that game. Uh, he looks incredible. Oh, that's my boy. Uh, and Mikel Antonio also somehow looks incredibly deadly and really fits this Moyes system. Uh, I like this Moyes system that they're playing. I do not understand, though, how Kudos fits in that team. Something I was a little confused about that signing. I love the player. I think he, he could do really well. But um, David Moyes always seems to struggle when he shapes a team around a player. Uh, and it always works when someone plays in his style uh, and his that guy does not really seem like he fits there. You don't think so? No, but I do like that they spent their rice money on completely recreating their midfield. And if he wanted to go to West Ham, then you know I think he will buy into the project. So I'm, I'm, I hope it works out for him. I want to yeah. say all. I mean, I always do this where I shout out people that definitely don't listen to this podcast. <laughs> but I do want to shout out Mohamed Kudus because I don't know if you guys saw or heard or saw the video, whatever. But as soon as he signed for West Ham. He went to friggin' his hometown in Ghana and just, like, bought barrels of things to, like, just, like, food, drink, a bunch of, like, merchandise for everyone to wear, like, West Ham-wise, brought over scarves, jerseys, T-shirt. Like, people in his hometown, there was, like, at least 20 of them in each, like, frame of the video, were wearing T-shirts that had him in a West Ham jersey on them, just like this, just like a square picture like clearly just staples printed onto a shirt. It was adorable. Love so that. he, great man. I want him to succeed. I do think he can fit in the system, but I love him already. And he's going to be with James Ward Prowse. I mean, Hell yeah. come on. That is how you spend money, man. That is how you spend money. It's been a good rebuild. Yeah. Well, I, well, well, we'll see. Well, at least their midfield I'm is replaced. I'm scared of that uh, position. I love the player, by the way. I think yeah. he, I think he's phenomenal. I'd like to change At my the prediction. Moment, I think. Oh, sorry, no. Finish your. I, I, it's hard on Zoom. I can't tell when you're going to talk. West Ham third, United. Jeez. Out of the top. <laughs> third. What? Okay, we're down okay. on a team. We're down United. We're, we're up on West Ham. Changing my okay. prediction. If, Let's if go. West Ham, All right. If West, if West Ham gets third, but then James Ward Prowse is winning the Ballon d'Or. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, he looks incredible. He looks so good, man. James Ward Prowse is phenomenal. I'm pretty sure yeah. every single person in our league just put. A, a waiver wire in our, yeah. in our <laughs> Man, tell that to Gareth Southgate so we can get him on the England squad. For God's sakes, man. Just yes. give him his... Southgate out, man. Every time. <laughs> Does anybody like Southgate? No. No one likes him, dude. I think the only people that like Southgate are like 45 to 65-year-olds in England that spend their time every England friendly at a bar watching with three yeah. lines in their head. I think, the they, I, think, I think he said that... Um, Harry Maguire is going to keep his place regardless of not playing with Manchester United. <laughs> like he, he's I, not seeing game I, time. He, Gareth Southgate, honestly, with that England squad, and we'll only talk about this for a sec, it looks like he just built a book club. He doesn't change anything about it. He lets everyone just essentially do their own thing, keep their exact roles. 
Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Let's them keep their own rules. Like it's, it's ugly. It's not, it's not good. I don't get it. I give James Ward Prowse his credit. And that's my last point on that. Thank you. All right. We have uh, three more games to get to, but before then we're just going to take a short break. All right, we are back. Sheffield United almost tie Manchester City. Uh, I have a question for you. Manchester City win this game 2-1. Unconvincingly, surprisingly, Sheffield United really held their own. But this is its Manchester City team. That Something that you see from champions is they always find a way to win. And this City team look no different than they did the past three years. Christ's sakes. Three years. Um... Is Rodri the best midfield the, in the world? Yes. Uh, well, okay, I don't sorry. know. Jude Bellingham might be. Might, might uh, take that. Balling to you. Sorry. Uh, your is Rodri the best Manchester City player currently? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Yeah. It's just every year he just keeps he getting better just and better. Phenomenal. He's clearly he's the best defensive uh, midfielder you, probably in the world. And yeah. you could you could say he's the best midfielder in the world and I'd probably have to agree with you. Your Jude Bellingham Rodri uh, picks for the midfield draft look absolutely <laughs> phenomenal right now. Bro? Uh, he is what a player, man. This guy is where he needs to be when it matters. I think that's his third uh, cup winning or not cup winning goal, uh, game winning goal or something for Manchester City. Uh, just just a truly out, so good, outlandishly good player uh, coming in. Holland misses a penalty, but it doesn't matter. That scores. doesn't happen often. Does I not do happen it. often, and he scores it. He scores a goal right after. So even yeah. with his goal, though, I, I didn't think Holland was that good. Um, uh, he well, which I actually wanted to make a David. point of that. Huh? No, keep going. Keep going. Sorry. Uh, I just wanted to make a point that it, it. I think it shows that Holland doesn't have to be like every game like the best striker in the world for city to win they're just that good yeah no uh, he doesn't do anything except for <laughs> goals okay he does do stuff no he doesn't he doesn't come mm-hmm. back he, he holds off he he not really he's just in the right position he scores goals he, yeah. he's he the best job. ever he at does doing his job it. he probably is the best of all time at being where he needs to be and scoring a goal uh but he doesn't do much to affect anything else and he doesn't need to because that manchester city team is built around doing that for him yeah uh this is this team looks incredible one of the best teams premier league teams we've ever seen it's been three games and they're missing debatably their best player uh this team looks great i wanted to shout out uh ryan galati um kovacic looks amazing Uh-oh. dude what i do kovacic looks so good bro yeah oh yeah i didn't think he was gonna guy. be bad i didn't think he was gonna be bad but I don't know, man. He's you, definitely... you were saying, oh, he's a role player. Get me Paqueta. No, I, 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 never, I literally said I don't Paqueta. want Paqueta. I just said I would start Foden over him. <laughs> That's all. Oh, yeah. Do you still think uh, that? Yeah, Foden. Uh, not well, a player who... Uh, well, he got he was sick last weekend. Yeah. So, But we'll, not we'll a player who, who I don't think I would want in that game. And they were seem to be losing that game. Wait, I didn't understand. You did want him in the game. No. No? Why? I don't. I. I'm still. I'm uh, with Ryan, man. I don't see a place for Foden. Wow. Even after I game don't. week two, he did look good. He was the best player on the pitch. <laughs> he was the best player on the pitch in week two. Uh, I but, think his. Uh, I think Foden's role right now is switching in and out with Julian Alvarez. I don't think anything else you can touch. Really? Yeah. I, I think Grealish has his role, and I think Grealish Pep does have his role. It. Like I, I don't even think. 
I don't even think Grealish has to like assist. I don't think he has to score. He's just there for a reason. Yes, he is. And I have been saying this for a very long time. Because everyone says, like, Grealish yeah, isn't yeah. that good. Grealish yeah, isn't... but, like, your problem is that you're just annoying with it. <laughs> Only because I'm a City fan. <laughs> it's true, though. He is there. He has his role. I don't care about his goals and assists. He is integral to this yeah. squad. He really is. But, like, Alvarez, I think you can kind of change in and out. Yeah. Foden, I think you can change in and out. I think they work. Well, I, I would well off each Foden other. over Alvarez every time. Come on. Dude, Alvarez, he's, 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 he's a good player. He's, pretty good he's a good player, days. but he's I'm pretty good. I'm going Foden over Alvarez. We're going to do this again. Come on, man. Foden no, over Alvarez. Right, well, I feel like we'll come back to this debate. We will. Every single week. Oh, yeah, 100%. Um, ready, Ryan? Let's do it, bro. Big takeaway for okay. me for that game is Sheffield United held their own, and they could have tied Man City, but, mm-hmm. again, that is just something that champions do, man. They find a way to win, and they found a way to win. Actually, Sheffield's I'm still going sorry, down. real quick, uh, just to back up, your point even more now, Ryan. Um, <laughs> they just signed Nunes from Wolves. They did. Stupid. More Stupid. midfield they depth. Did. Stupid. I think that's for Rodri, though. How much money is oh, that? It's, um, it's exactly like the amount. Mil, 50 mil or something. No, it, it's 50 mil, but we just sold Tommy Dole for 45. That's in it, Kate. Okay, Ryan, I saw your tweet, man. Tommy that's Dole. way. Please, no, Cole sorry, Palmer. sorry. Cole Palmer. Palmer. My Cole bad, Palmer. my bad. Um, yeah. That's crazy. I don't oh. know what Chelsea's just buying anybody they want. What is that? I don't know. Dude, I like Cole Palmer a lot. Why would he go there though, a lot, too? Dude. Like he's not yeah. he's gonna get the same amount of playing time. Yeah, it doesn't I really. am no no no. I am sorry. And you know what? I'm just gonna go back to a past signing that we've talked about that I particularly enjoy. I get there's age involved. How is Cole Palmer worth twenty million more <laughs> than James Ward Press? <laughs> No man, like, uh, I that's crazy man. Prices don't make any sense anymore. They actually don't, dude. I don't get it. It's like you pay twenty million, twenty million more if they're two years younger than uh, in their prime. Bro, genuinely, what has Cole Palmer done in his career to be worth good. more than? He looks good. He, I do he's like a good the player. player I like definitely, the player, but, but that yeah, money into that, a lot. why would Chelsea want him? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. That I don't get. Don't ask me. They're gonna no, try him at like. Wingback or something? Like, it's just weird. I don't know. He's English, right? Yeah, he is. With a name like Cole Palmer? He's English? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe it's like British corruption. They're like, we won't fine you any money if you at least get an English player in here. That genuinely looks like money laundering. <laughs> it does, man. It's, 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 it's so weird, bizarre. Dude. It's really that weird. That is such a bad signing, in my opinion, money-wise, that it almost deserves a criminal investigation. <laughs> to see if there's any. Have you seen how much money they've given Brighton, by the way? So much. Phenomenal. Why don't you just, instead of when they bought Chelsea, just buy Brighton? That was the team you liked. They could have made way more sense. You're spending the same yeah. amount of money. Yeah, good it's point. crazy. I also, <laughs> I like the fact, I think I mentioned this in the last podcast, I love the fact that with what Chelsea spent on Caicedo and the, the sell-on clause that Caicedo's like, uh, like childhood whatever club that he came from, they got more money than their whole club is worth just on <laughs> Chelsea buying Caicedo for too much. That's their club insane. was worth like $22 million and they got $22.5 or something. Oh, dude. Good for them. Yeah, they're living. <laughs> That's, That's awesome. crazy, man. Uh, Burnley, yeah. Burnley lose 3-1 to Aston Villa. A player who can't score, Diaby, scores again in this one. Matty Cash opens the scoring with two quick goals. Uh, Villa back to their winning ways after their first week lost to Newcastle. Villa, I think, are playing exactly how we thought they would. I think they're the, exactly the same team that we thought they were. Um, 
not much to really say about that game. Since 2023, the only team that has uh, uh, win a it is 2023. Like of the, of the year 2023, <laughs> City has the most points, and then Aston Villa is yeah, second. Yeah, Unai I saw a, a tweet oh. about that. Making, it's crazy, uh, man. Making great use of uh, of that Jack Relish money years later. Great, man. I will say my one takeaway from the Aston Villa Burnley game. I am slightly less confident in Burnley now. Yes, I uh, completely agree with you. Burnley, uh, they don't look. Uh, they they still start, look. Though, yeah, they have a very hard. They had a very hard start, and they don't necessarily look like they weren't the team of last year. I think it just Vincent Company just really has to adjust, and I don't think the adjustments are coming yet. I think mm-hmm. it's still it's it's tough for them to be back in the Premier League, but I think it will come. I'm not as low. I like. I don't think they'll be relegated, but I think no, I they will think finish so. a lot lower than I think I had them like mid table. They do not look like that. I just think my problem. Okay, my problem coming into the season was that Company plays a very Pep style because it's who he grew up, like managerial wise under. And playing Man City in Week One obviously was not going to work well because you're playing a, basically a Pep style against Pep squad with far better players. That but was you know what, Burnley? That was probably their best game. They yes. actually looked really good. Well, to be fair, they've only played two. Exactly. They, they, they got postponed better, a Luton. Luton. Yeah, they down. needed to play Luton, man. They needed that game so bad. That would have actually helped me decide on Luton more, too. But I think Burnley, I need to see them against the Nottingham Forests and the the Wolves and like even the Crystal Palaces, like those kind of teams, for me to make a fair judgment. But yeah. the 3-1, like the 3-1 Dustin Villa, they just they didn't. I don't know. It's Unai Emery as well. Like they played essentially, like you said, the two best teams. But like it's it's tough. Yeah, that, those are br- brutally tough games to open with. Uh, but they did look they look decent against City. So you're right. It'll, it'll cost a little. I think it'll take a little bit of adjustment for them. But I think they will get there. I don't think they'll be relegated. Yeah, I mean they won their League Cup game yesterday against Nottingham Forest. That's got to be some kind of bright spark, Hell I yeah. guess. Go I Burnley, know, man. Nottingham sucks. W- Nottingham, w- Nottingham w- could w- go down. Uh, then we get to the final game of the weekend. Newcastle versus Liverpool. Uh, oh, let's hear your thoughts, baby. Newcastle take a, a early goal there with Anthony Gordon opening the score in the 25th minute. Three minutes later, Virgil van Dijk gets a red card, and Liverpool have to readjust. They take out Luis Diaz, send in Joe Gomez, uh, and they play at the back for most of the game until they send on Darwin Nunes, who scores in the 81st minute, tying the game, and then in the 93rd minute, to win the game for Liverpool. Um, we were wrong. First of all, do you think it was a red? Oh, uh, yeah. It's a red card. Okay. Um, okay. Well, I'm okay if you if they, you don't call that a red card, if you just give it a yellow or something. Uh, but, I mean, if the ref gives that a red card, I don't want VAR to overturn that. Like, that is, that's Fair. fine. That That's how a referee should actually be deciding that game. Um the yellow card stuff is the, the dumbest thing I've ever heard. That's how a ref should be. Like, first of all, Trent knocking the ball away, getting a yellow card. That stuff is stupid. But if that's how you want to, if that's the new rule that's implemented, then yeah, you give the yellow card. But then you don't give two minutes later a yellow card for that other thing because if you do that, then also Anthony Gordon gets a red card at the same time. But so I don't want the ref affecting a game like that. All the people are saying that should be another yellow card. Okay, then Anthony Gordon also gets a red card and he's up, uh, also out of the game. Yeah. So, but that that is exactly how I want a ref to do that. The issue with that is that ref specifically never gives red, so it's weird that he did that. Then he's completely inconsistent. He's just not a very good referee. But I actually thought that was fine. I'm I'm not opposed to that red card. I think that's fine. He went 
he did get the ball. It wasn't a violent thing, uh, but he did take out the player from his legs and who was in basically on net. So, yeah, yeah. that's a red card. You're denying a goal scoring opportunity almost. Well, I, you know, that's also up for debate, but I think that's a pretty that's a pretty fine red card. I'm not going to oppose I, it. Yeah, I think it's fair. That, oh, was, fair my thought. that yeah. was my thoughts as well. Yeah, like the, the, I'm okay with that. Um, we were wrong about Harvey Barnes and Anthony Gordon. Harvey Barnes, when he comes on in the games, did not look good, and Anthony Gordon was their best player that whole he game. Good. He was phenomenal. Oh, my gosh. He looked truly excellent. Attacking Trent at all the all the right spaces. Uh, c- scored on a mistake. Pounced right on it. Uh, this is the difference between good managers and bad managers. Klopp executed his plan perfectly, and it worked phenomenally. He just said, okay, we're going to play for the last 10 minutes. They wait for the last 10 minutes. They put on their guy who can disrupt. He got disrupt, scores two goals, they win the game. Newcastle has to put that away. That's how you know an immature, not an immature, an inexperienced manager or an inexperienced players, teams who have not really been there before. So congrats to Klopp. Phenomenal game. Uh, how do you guys feel about Nunez? Uh, first of all, uh, I will not say that Eddie Howe is a bad manager. No, I'm not uh, saying he's a bad manager. Okay. I'm saying he got Wait, outmanaged. Oh yes, yeah, yeah, okay. Um, oh, and but you have thing. to put if you're Newcastle, you have to put that game away. They yes, they 100%. managed fair. His substitutes in that game were dread awful. He ruined the game himself. Did that? It yeah. wasn't the players. Those substitutes ruined that game. And he did a triple change. Took off his three best players who had the best chance of scoring, and just completely threw the game away. That's completely his fault. I don't think yeah, he's a bad he manager. I think he's a great manager. But he got completely outmanaged, and he did lose that game for them. He went for fresh legs over quality, and exactly. it was a very big backfire. Um, my second point, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying I'm wrong on Harvey Barnes over Anthony Gordon yet. I think Anthony was, Gordon yeah. looks phenomenal, guys. He looked Harvey Barnes went in this game and looked was was the worst player. It, it was also That's against, okay. uh, and no disrespect, but it, it was also against Trent that he was. Who, Anthony Gordon? Yeah. Well, yeah, he was attacking that side, though. And yeah. he lost to Trent, so that's not. I am that's still going to say that seven Trent's out of ten times, though. Harvey Barnes is better than Anthony Gordon. I'm still Ryan on that. Uh, Harvey, here we go. After that game, oh, it's one game. Seven, seven out of ten. The last game was, too. No, that was that. Those were two of the three out of ten times. <laughs> 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 uh, but then Nunez, no, dude, Nunez. I think we're finally seeing the reason that Liverpool signed him. I think that was even just. Like, not quality-wise, but confidence-wise. Like, both of his goals were a striker that seems like he finally has his, like, mojo back, if you want to call it that. He didn't look afraid to take the man on ever. He didn't look afraid to kind of take his hit when he wanted to take it. They were precise. He looked more than confident going into every act he made. I'm not going to say, I like... Okay, the, the, the argument last summer was Holland or Nunez. That's not an argument. But Nunez is still well. Nunez, oh, sorry, player. Nunez scores in in uh, trophy trophy games. So, oh, okay. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> all right. Go one, one player had. Then, I guess. All right. <laughs> uh, it's just how serious I, I, your face was when you said that. <laughs> um, no, he looked good. No, though. I he think, did look really good. I think you guys have. I don't want to confidently say you have your striker for the future, but like I think, I think you might. Yeah, I, I think in this specific situation too is when he completely excels, which is like, okay, go on, go be an absolute chaos maker for for ten minutes, yeah. um, and then when he got those two opportunities, it, 
his biggest thing is every time he has time, he overthinks and kicks it right at the goalie or kicks it far. This time he had like one second to think about it, just perfectly slotted the, both of those balls in, uh, and it was phenomenal. The the celebrations at the end of the Newcastle fans were hilarious. Uh, he, he looked truly great in that system, and you're saying Trent is not a good defender but also outplayed their best uh, player on the other team for more more than half of this game? How long do they have? 28 minutes? Okay. And it went to, okay, so about 70 minutes? Yeah, okay. <laughs> pretty yeah, solid. Pretty solid. Is, yeah. he, is he a good okay. defender? Is that like some sort of... Well, his fault. it's his fault for the goal in this game. I just, I don't know, man. I, I told you in a previous podcast I've never been high on him. Yeah, yeah, but the, uh, that's because that's you're bad. Yeah, I'm a bad guy. <laughs> um, that's because you're bad? <laughs> Uh yeah, I don't know. There's not really much to take away from that game. I think the the red card probably wouldn't have been three games if he didn't start freaking out and yelling. But now it's probably going to be. Uh, it's just weird that you can you can't yell at a ref, but a ref can elbow you in the face and face no repercussions. So I don't know. There's something weird about the refs this year. Yeah, it's just yeah, a lot. They have they have too much on. power over games. Yeah, it's not good, man. Um, yeah. Best right back in the world. Who do you guys think right now? I still say Reese oh, James. Reese James has more injuries than assists, and he's out again. He is out again. Uh, uh, can't say Reese. I think no. Like I in think the world or prem or in the about? prem? In the prem. So far this season, I don't know, man. I still really like Reese James. I don't care if he's injured. I like him a lot, man. I'm so high on him. I don't know. Um. I have, a, I have a bit of a weird pick coming in. All right. Trippier. I really enjoyed this whole season. Matty Cash. Matty Cash. He scored twice. Yeah. Yeah, he's looked good, too, going back. He looks he's great, looked, man. He's looked good forward, looked he good looks back. really good. Not the best. Not the best yet. Not the best by any means. Who's your he, best? He, oh. Uh, I don't know. There's no, like, like you want, I know you want me to say Trent. You're looking into the little computer. No, no, no. I'm, Trent's not even, like, playing defense. He's like going I up know, every game. I don't know if there's a standout right back in the Prem right now. To no, me, there, there's not. There's absolutely not. Who's yours? Like I, current form, best I, right back in the. I don't know. Trippier probably right now. Yeah. Weirdly, honestly, current form, even though they're Matty Cash not, is great too. Yeah, not even though they're not playing that well. Juan Basaka could be one of the best right now. He, yeah, yeah, he's been really good. I don't know. So Matty Cash, what a great. He's name. top two. Th- great. Juan Basaka is top two. Matty Cash. Yeah. Okay. Oh, you don't see him showing on that. All right. I don't see that. I don't know. Have you guys watched these Manchester United games? Like, he does look I think he's fine. one of their, like, he's better players. He's a standout player, though. I think he's a standout. If you put him on any other team that has a pretty solid right back, he does worse, though. Well, at least not defensively. What do you mean? I'm saying defensively, like... but that's not how right backs play right now. That's not That's not what they no, do. No, but he's improved, like, That's what he does, which is, I guess, the difference. He's, He's improved, improved going forward, but his best thing is staying back. Yeah, hundred percent. I get what you're saying, but I do still think he has to be considered as one of the best. Maybe, yes. and I will not hear otherwise. Maybe. Yes. You hear me? All right. Uh, the Champions League group draw was today. Um, we'll dissect oh, yeah. the matchups and surprises, and oh, the intriguing yeah, yeah. storylines that emerged. Uh, let's have a poor one out here for Newcastle United. Oh man, I know. <laughs> And Milan as they make their Group F. Okay, why don't we go over these? Um, I also have a question for you guys about these. Group A, Bayern Munich, Manchester United, Copenhagen, Galatasaray. I'm yeah. going to pick Bayern Munich to come out of this one, followed by Manchester United. 
Yeah. Who's who's in third or fourth? Galatasaray. Uh, I, I don't really know much about Galatasaray Copenhagen. third, Copenhagen fourth. <laughs> well, Galatasaray's made a couple good signings actually lately. So I mean, fine. I don't really know anything about Copenhagen, so I'm not going to pretend like I do. But oh, I uh, it's either. a return for <laughs> return for uh, Manchester United new striker Hoijland back to Copenhagen. Uh, the team Hoyland. Hoyland, team where they buy from. So that'll be cool. Uh, Bayern Munich, Harry Kane makes his way to Manchester United. That'll be fun. Yeah. I actually do think current form i think i think they'll pick it up i think galatasaray could actually give man united a good i i I saw um someone tweet that oh manchester united in this group that looked kind of good and my first thought was galatasaray might be able to hold their own against man united because man united don't look solid um but i mean those are two not very champions no but galatasaray has enough going forward that i think they could like like I think Galatasaray, I think they'll beat Copenhagen both games. Yeah, yeah. Maybe maybe draw one, win one. Yeah. So then it comes down to does Man United falter in any of their games? And all like honestly, going to Turkey, very hard place to play. Oh, the atmosphere is crazy. Wild. The atmosphere is crazy. If Galatasaray manages to take a one nil lead on honestly either Bayern or United, it could be scenes. And I like I, I wouldn't be surprised if Galatasaray takes that second spot, but I don't know if they're there yet. So I would I would confidently say Bayern Man United, but I, I I don't know Galatasaray. I think it was a little dark horse. I think they could do it. I think they could do it too. Like obviously, yeah. Like to pick, you gotta go United at second. But no, they could definitely give them problems, man. They've made a lot, like you said, Mike. They've made a lot of pickups and like I don't know. There's just something about yeah. them. They It'll be this... an interesting one to watch. But I think what do we all have Bayern Munich top? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah. I think they're just the... That Davies Kane link with, up with now? Harry, yeah. With Harry Kane in there now, too, especially, I don't really think there's too much that they can't do. Yeah. yeah. Right? I love that he has chemistry with Lafonso Davies. All already. right. Group amazing. B. When I say this group, I'm talking about Champions League football. I'm not talking about a Europa League game. Okay. Sevilla, Arsenal, PSV, Lens. Yep. Wow. Uh, good for I Arsenal. Will, they will win this one. Maybe Sevilla could give them uh, a, a, some tough luck here. But this, I think, will be Arsenal's. Either they look bad in Champions League football or they completely blow everybody out of the water and people are p- picking them high in the Champions League and then they get knocked out in the first knockout stage. Uh, this is actually the thing that I wanted to discuss when I said, hey, Mike, what do you have left to discuss? Uh, I think Arsenal's best finish in this group is second. Ooh. Really? To Sevilla? Yeah. Anyone. Anyone. Why? Whoa. Whoa, yeah. yeah, that's tell us. I okay, here's my here's my here's my full in-depth reason. When I saw that group, I didn't see an easy game. None of those games, in my opinion, are easy teams. Those are teams that all because like hey, Man United's group, Copenhagen realistically, like Bayern and Man United, they can afford to bring in maybe a couple like second string, whatever you want to call them, guys here and there. I don't see a team in that group, even PSV. There's no one in there that like you can afford to sit players against. And I think with a mix of Premier League football and like their cup football and now Champions League football, I like depending on their game weeks, I think Arsenal could lose some points in there. I th- I still think yeah. they qualify. But like Lens 
have had a, st- a tough start to like their season in France, but it's because they've made some kind of big sales that they're now reinvesting. They have a good little thing going. PSV, I watched them yesterday play against Rangers, like because they had to qualify through like that the yeah. whole thing just because their league finished. What was that five one? Super. Yeah. Yeah. Super young team, but like a lot of pace, a lot of energy, like definitely a tough team to put up for, like even fitness wise. And then Sevilla is just Sevilla. Like, they're a team built on upsets, even if they're not doing well in the Spanish League. So I think there's something there. I don't think Arsenal can just clean this group. Interesting. Is that fair? Yeah, I will tell you why I would agree with you. Uh, When I look at that badge, that's what I see. (laughs) That's it. Arsenal, like, you just think they're just poop? I just don't see that badge as a better badge than any of the other logos. I kind of I huh. okay. I I think they are the best team in this group, and I think they will win the group. But I would I would not be surprised if what you're saying happens because those teams aren't necessarily bad teams. I just think There's Arsenal a is a better team. team. I would be surprised, gonna be honest. This uh, is okay. This will not make sense at all. What I'm about to say. This is the Champions League's like hot dog stand group of death. There's nothing fancy about it, but something about it. I think every game is going to be close. Every game is going to be a dis- like decisive as far as the group goes. I think if Arsenal drops points, if Sevilla drops points, if PSV drops points, if Lens drops points, they're going to pay the price for it. Yeah, I could see that. It makes me excited for this group because I wasn't really that excited for that group. Yeah, that kind of just builds me up. Okay, that might be interesting. Yeah. Because this does look no. like a very boring group. Yeah. I generally, to me, it's the second best group. All right, okay, I'm I'm sold, I'm sold. I will. I will I'm a good watch salesman. I've discovered. I've discovered uh, my sales skills through this podcast. Group C, Group C here: uh, Napoli, Real Madrid, SC Braga, Union Berlin. Uh, Real Madrid and Napoli are going to be two very fun teams to watch compete against each other. I'm really excited for that. And Union Berlin had a pretty decent season, so uh, this group I think will finish Real Madrid, Napoli. Uh, Union Berlin, SC Braga. Yeah, I'm with yeah, you on that. I think, that, yeah. I, surprise, this little known fact to you guys, if I had a favorite uh, Bundesliga team, it's Union Berlin. Oh, me too. So I'm, speak- so I'm speaking with bias here. Becker? Just, I, I, for some reason, me and my friend from back here, Matt Barnes, Ray, the lovely guy, we just like somehow, I think through playing like FIFA co-op seasons, just kind of discovered them and just followed them all the way through. Been a fan of them ever since. I'm not going to give them the credit of saying that they could topple down one of those two giants in Napoli or Real Madrid. But I do think they are a solid third place team. And I think they'll go down to the Europa and they'll have a fantastic run there. Yeah, I agree. But I think Napoli and Real Madrid are definitely far too big. Yeah. You need Berlin just signed Benucci, eh? <laughs> yeah, I saw that. It's kind of fun. It's kind of random, but I yeah, love that. That's kind of funny. Why not? Yeah, I dig no. it. Uh, this team, this uh, group is kind of exciting. I think it'll be there'll be some good games in this one. I think it'll yeah. still finish the way that we see it, but I think the games will yeah. be pretty exciting. Yeah. Uh, group D: Benfica, Inter Milan, Red Bull, Salzburg, Real Sociedad. Um, I think this is Inter Milan's chance to really dominate a group. <laughs> yep. Um. Benfica Italian. probably second. Then you could take your pick of Salzburg or Sociedad. Italian teams 
have struggled against Portuguese teams in these competitions in the past. If you look back in time, I mean, whether it's Porto eliminating Juventus, uh, Benfica, I think Benfica eliminated someone last year, Italian-wise. I don't think Benfica is a team. Was it Milan? This uh, might have been. I don't know. I know we needed this... a win to get. I think it was Benfica. I don't want to think about it. Go ahead. I don't know. It might have been. This, to me, is a slightly more boring version of Group B. I think all games will be decent and all games will have a value to them because I don't think there's a walkover team in Group D. But I do think Benfica and Inter have to be the favorites. I think Inter finishes first. I don't think there's a doubt in my mind in that one. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty boring to me. I'm not even interested in these games. No. I do think I think Benfica Salzburg actually no. I don't think Salzburg will finish second, but I think Benfica I think Sociedad could give them a run for their money. Uh I don't think those teams are good, to be honest. <laughs> That's kind of well, just my I, I think yeah, I mean Inter and Benfica going through definitely makes the next round the most interesting. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of who I want it to be. Yeah, I, I, I would like to okay see Sociedad though. Uh, yeah, like there, there's, there's no way you give a absolute uh, poo because I can't say other word. You, there's no way you give an absolute poo about Group E. No. <laughs> uh, group <laughs> E is Feyenoord, Atletico Madrid, Lazio, <laughs> Celtic, uh, or Celtic. I think Celtic. Um, with Curtis, with <laughs> with Alistair Johnson. Alistair Johnson. Let's go. Oh, he's going to lead into the Champions um, League final. Where are you going with Curtis? Who the hell is Curtis? Uh, <laughs> sorry. Uh, <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, and they just, uh, who did they just sign as well? Oh, Nathan Phillips, uh, Naldini. So that might be interesting just for a Canadian perspective. Uh, but Madrid probably wins this. And then I hope Celtic makes second. But this is the, I hope so. this is the worst group. Just absolute boredom. <laughs> yeah, I'm not interested in realistically anything yeah. with it. You guys don't want to watch now, AJ dominate Champions League? No. Uh, if it's on. <laughs> yeah, I, wow. I guess if it's there. Right. If it's on and I'm scrolling and it's somehow the best game, sure. <laughs> Shout uh, out Alistair Johnson. Then we get to the group of death. PSG, Borussia Dortmund, Group F, by the way. AC Milan and Newcastle United. Wow. Uh Milan and Newcastle United, oof, it's tough for them. But I think, honestly, anybody could win this. Yeah, I don't think anyone's like afraid of PSG the no. way they used to PSG be. PSG don't look that great anymore. They lost Messi, they lost Neymar. They have a bunch of new people, so it might be sort of getting used to thing. And PSG just suck in the Champions League. Borussia Dortmund also lost a couple people, but Borussia Dortmund looked fun, and Pulisic returns to a Borussia Dortmund. Uh, he seems to be playing well on AC Milan. He's been really good. And Newcastle United, we all pretty much like. So this is the group of death. I think Milan comes last, followed really? by really, yeah, wow. followed by Newcastle, then uh, PSG, and then I think Dortmund are going to win this group. Wow, that's not uh, what I was expecting. I... I got different. Go ahead, Ryan. You go. No, I'll go no, after you. No, you go. You go first. You go first. Okay, I was going to go Newcastle first, Milan Crazy. second. Okay. PSG third, Dortmund last. Whoa. Okay, so we all have very different things. Let's here. go. Yeah. That's exactly how we know it's a good group. Yeah. Uh, I have Milan first. Oh, I love you, Ryan. It's just uh, the start of the season-wise is kind of what I'm basing it off of and like a matter of depth as well. I think yeah. they're a team that can mix guys in pretty well based off like how they started the season. 
and they're just making more signings. So yeah, uh, I think Milan's first, PSG is second. I think this, I think this could actually somehow be a fun PSG story where some of this is one of their better years in the Champions League. But I think it'll come from being in second position. Uh, and then I have Dortmund third, Newcastle fourth. Okay, very I, interesting. It, Newcastle, I you listened to podcasts back, whatever it was. I was very high on them in this competition. It can't be anymore. And part of the reason is just their game against Liverpool, the depth subs they made near the end of the game. If those guys are getting Champions League minutes, it's not it. Yeah. They need uh, one more year. The thing opinion. about this group is, like, all of these teams could just cannibalize each other and, like, just goal differential by the end of this thing, too. So... Yeah. That, it'll be very fun. I think that's the best, the most fun group to watch. Uh, yeah. We'll go to Group G here: Manchester City, RB Leipzig, FK Krevazevza. And uh, if you're a cougar living in a McMansion trying to hire a pool boy, your favorite team, Young Boys. <laughs> I don't know if we can say All that. Right. All right. Uh, I think it's in order. No one cares. Except the top two are in order already. Do you think Man City, Leipzig, Krevazevza? Then Young Boys. Well, the top Man two. City has, third and fourth Man City team. has always smoked Leipzig. Yeah, I, don't know I think the, the two times history. that uh, Leipzig have traveled to the Yeti had, it's a 13 to nothing aggregate for Manchester City. <laughs> so uh, that's going to be fun for them. Yep. And uh, you yeah. know what? Bless the souls of Kervenia Svezda. And, well, actually, can't, I can't say bless the souls of Young Boys without context. Bless the souls <laughs> of Switzerland's team <laughs> referred to as Young Boys. <laughs> Uh, because they <laughs> they just need it, man. They're, I don't know how you talk about that team, man. When you how said... do you say they're you're a fan of them? What? Who do you like? Oh, I'm a fan of uh, young boys. I like, y- I like YB. Yeah, the YBs. You you're YB a fan crowd? of NBA young boy. <laughs> yeah, I love young boy. Uh, yeah, I think City won that. Yeah, let's get off this topic sake. before uh, we say something. Group H. Group H. We got Barcelona, Porto, Shakhtar, Doncic. And Royal Antwerp. I don't know much about Porto this season, I gotta be honest. So uh I'm gonna pick Barcelona to win this and just purely based on badges, I'll put Porto. Uh and then Shakhtar. They then. On badges. <laughs> I don't know anything I, I about know the other teams right now. I don't know either. much about Porto this season, I gotta be honest. Right, I feel uh, like Porto's, you know. Por- Porto's coming second. Okay, yeah. so there you go. See, I'm right. So, yeah. it's, I'm right. I'm right. It, I think Good it's gonna yeah, it's gonna be in that order. It's gonna be Barcelona, Porto, Shakhtar, Antwerp. All right. Antwerp yeah. is dead. Antwerp like barely escaped qualifying. I think they played like Athens. Yeah, they played Athens. Where's that team from? Greece. Uh, Antwerp. Where's Antwerp? Belgium. Belgium. Okay, very cool. No, you don't even know. No, I I do, I not, I do not know where Antwerp is. It's a city in Belgium. <laughs> Takes a ten-hour yeah. flight to get there. Population just a little more than London, Ontario. Fun Very fact: they have uh, Toby Alderweireld. Oh, that's where he's. That's where he's playing. That's where he's retiring. Yes. Oh, very cool. I thought you were going to say he's from old. there. Uh, no, 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 no. Very cool. Uh, so I have a question to ask you guys about this. After we've gone through all these names, this might be the best Champions League team of all time with this Manchester City team. This might be the worst year of Champions League teams I've ever seen. None of these teams look like they can compete. And it kind of sucks for Manchester City. I mean, it, it's good because they're going to do the double. Or they're going to get a repeat here. But the 
discrepancy between the best team in this and all of these other teams is so bad. We just went through like all of these teams. Who's really competing with City? Probably just Bayern Munich or Real Madrid are the only two that I could see actually putting up a fight. That might be it. Yeah. And even then, Manchester City is going to kick their butts. They Bayern did last year. Well, they beat both of those teams oh, last yeah. year. Yeah. I hate to admit it. I do think Inter could be in the mix again. Sure, but I, there's no chance they're beating City. No. I, I think, think you could pick just, any of I these teams it, and they might be in the mix, but that's what I'm saying. None of it matters. Yeah, I mean, I think that I think that's also kind of supported by the fact that we just went through eight groups of teams and I had to convince you guys to be interested in one of them and therefore you're interested in maybe three groups. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that alone not a very good sales pitch for the Champions League. This is boring football. I feel like A yeah. C F G What? H those are fun. No, I'm Ace. I'm talking about when it this actually see? goes to the Champions League and we see Manchester City win five nothing on both legs up until the final. Yeah. It'll be like this is I don't like this is the worst Champions League season I think I've seen on paper. This looks terrible. I weirdly, I weirdly think it's because I think we're finally at a stage where a lot of Europe's giants are even Except for Man City. I don't know if it's that. I think everybody's like rolling. Like they're all have to start switching now to try to catch up with City. You know, like everybody's sort of in not in a rebuild, but in like a reshift of their teams where City is like completely dominant. And all of the tweaks that City make are to even to make this machine even more perfect. Yeah. Yeah. That's actually that's something I've seen like mentioned is like all the top teams that should be the ones competing with City right now. It's like you just said. They're either in a transition or they're just, like, not doing proper football business. Like, United has spent a ton of money. They should be up there. But I don't think any of us— They don't look like they should. They don't look like it, but they should be. It's just because their business has been terrible. And it's just, like, City is at this perfect point where all these other teams are not at their level. And yeah, Um, I'd like to point out the fact that potentially what part of it could be is that Saudi is screwing over every team that isn't Saudi-owned. I'm just going to point that out there. No, because I don't even necessarily think that Saudi is, like, buying the best players that should be competing in this competition. No, like, for example, one of Inter's Inter's key players last year was Marcelo Brozovic, and they're kind of, like, defensive mid, reduced to position. Saudi bought him, and they don't have a replacement. That was my biggest thing when you said Inter might be up there is they they lost him. That's a really big piece to lose. Yeah. Yeah, but they they still have some good things going. They've they've recovered well. Their defense is still strong. The only problem is, like, yeah, Man City, Mahrez. Who who got Saudi bought from Man City? Mahrez? Mahrez uh, and Laporte. Yeah, Laporte. Yeah, so Laporte, who who really cares? Let's be honest. Yeah. yeah. Mahrez is like a replacement there. Yeah, yeah, and Mahrez is, like, a big deal, but, like, it's not a guy City has to worry about with their money right now, and like they already have. And they just like bought Doku build. as replacement. Yeah, exactly. Which, by the way, way too much money. I I can go on on that debate for a little bit, but I think every transfer think... at this point is too much money. No, but that it's one I think great. is exceptionally too much. Really? Um, yes. Okay. Um, yeah. I Do agree. you want to say why? Uh, yes, because okay, here's my here's my thing. We can all agree that Anthony has been a bad signing. Yeah. Like horrible. Maybe like the worst. And of the he past was he was bought years? for like he was bought for ninety million. 
mm-hmm. which now looks absolutely horrendous. But he had the background of of like statistically good seasons to back it up. Doku has not done anything. Like, because Anthony, his thing was always that he's flashy. Doku, his thing has always been that he's flashy. But Anthony, like, he had the, like, even though, okay, for a winger, it was, like, decent numbers, I guess. But he still had the goals. He had the assists. He had just, like, even, like, the highlight reel that shows that he, like, does a lot in a system. Well, in that old uh, Ajax system. Doku has looked marginally promising for Belgium. Like at like the World Cup, I think. I don't think he played the Euros. I thought he was, he was pretty good Cup. in uh, international. He, he was he was good, but he wasn't a standout. And even in the French league, he's been good as like he he takes players on well. He has ridiculous speed about him. He like he uses his his feet and his agility like super well. But he hasn't shown that he has. To me, okay. To me, he's like a worse Musa Diaby. He is, yeah. Um, yeah. He, he's there. under the best manager in the world now, though. So I feel like. Pepe yeah, but shape I don't know. Anyone. I don't. I don't know if the Jose best Mourinho's manager. Mourinho's coaching Manchester City. <laughs> yeah, you didn't know. I don't know if the best manager in the world can teach a finishing touch like Jeremy Doku needs it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I'm not like, like that's just can't really argue that. Yeah, like I, I still think he's brilliant, but I just I don't think he's 60 because like Southampton was linked to Doku a year ago for like 20 million. Yeah, he but Southampton not... makes players have a name. Yes, and no, then, I, I 100% City, agree. City buys players with names. No, that's what I'm saying though. I 100 because the fact that we were linked to him for 20 million. And this past season, there wasn't a massive jump in improvement for him. I think, sure, maybe he got the name through the World Cup, but he didn't do anything that I think is worthy of a sixty million price tag. Yeah, I agree. That's the only like I think that's a stupid amount of money. No, his price tag should be half, in my opinion. I think he's a thirty million player right now. That's fair. Yeah. That's like I think fair. you guys genuinely got doubled. Like I think. I well, think Stad, Stad Ren, is that how you say it? Stad the Ren. I don't know. How to I don't want to butcher it. I don't, either. I don't, I don't think do. they care how much money they spend now. No, but I think, I think the whatever, football directors do. What? Zeke and, and yeah, he, he makes it clear that he won't go past certain points. Well, clearly. What's the certain those point? Points? A billion? Yeah, those, no, <laughs> on each player. High. On each yeah, player. Yeah, I agree. I'm still standing by that statement. What's the highest point? A billion? I think it depends on the valuation of the player. I just think I think Stad Run right now are dancing, knowing that they got sixty million for Doku. It Doku. is a lot of money. Fun player, I think could like still has a ton of promise. Maybe he'll be worth that sixty million price tag. I just don't think he is right now, and I don't think he will be for some time. That's fair. They could just see something in him. And a lot of times I did too, my go. friend. Not yeah. sixty million. Yeah. Anyways, you were making another point before I asked you about. Oh, uh, the Saudi thing. Yes. Um. Yeah. I. I think a lot of teams have had star features taken just by like kind of the money thing, and they they're they've had it over, and they've kind of dealt with a lot of. Uh, I guess money issues in the background because of it. And I think that Man City is one of the main teams that hasn't, and I think it shows. 
Yeah. I yeah. just I I just think the fact that there's a Saudi league that is taking over and signing these like superstars. Like even going down the list, even Celtic have been impacted by Saudi with Jota being signed. Like I think every team has had even though they're getting money for these guys, it's a weird thing. They're just being forced into finding replacements and I don't think Man City has has, to, has had to deal with that. So I think that alone gives them an upper hand. Because there's like less talent pool, I guess. Yeah. When you sell I these players I, away, I think there are teams that are still up there with City. In my opinion, yeah. I think Real Madrid, can Real Madrid, still and there Bayern Munich, I think are easy ones to say are up there with them. I generally, I still think, I, th- I still think Inter gave them a good, like game last year. Um, I don't good think there game. are that many. Yeah. That was a well, game. sorry, it was it was, it was not. Yeah, they gave them well, City don't do well in finals. They win them all, but. Every single city final is like True. they just—they don't really show up, unless True. it's the Premier League. Uh, yeah. Are you guys? Ex- yeah. Are you guys excited by Barcelona at all? Yeah, yeah I, they're I very like Barcelona. Because I think Barcelona could be up there. Like I think I think they could give a weird fight. Yeah, I just I don't. The only time I see City collapsing at any point in this is in the finals. That's it. That's and fair. I don't even think they'll lose that game. I think it'll be closer than we'll, we're all going to be. Oh my god! But I literally don't think that a team is going to score more than two goals against them this entire run. So you think it's fair to say like ninety-five percent chance of making the finals? Hundred percent chance? I'd say a hundred percent chance. I don't see them not. I wouldn't go to. I wouldn't go to a hundred. I would go eighty-five. I just, I mean, I guess we'll see what happens with Bellingham because he looks like the best player looks so in, good. in La Liga right now. Insane. Absolutely phenomenal. Um, but, like, City are just up there. And maybe you're right, Ryan. Like, maybe this is just the new Champions League. And Saudi Arabia is going to get everybody even more next year. This is going to be not even a fun competition to watch. I, th- I think it'll still be a fun competition to watch. I just think there needs to be, there needs to be some sort of plateau that allows yeah. these teams that aren't, Saudi owned and aren't like the Man Cities and the Real Madrids to afford them like some kind of chance that isn't just them raising these like ballers and having them bought just overseas for no reason at all. Yeah. Hey, maybe like Man City yeah. won the last important Champions League. Well, that's dark. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it sucks, man. Well, why don't you talk about Gabri Vega? Oh, don't put this on me now. Why don't man? you talk about we it? We want to hear what this, you think. This about is a it, player though. that you were high on. I was also pretty high on. Only twenty-one after, years old. I think we were all convinced after your speech about him, and we were all really looking forward to seeing him play. Um, and he made a move to Saudi Arabia. Stupid. It is stupid for the league. It is stupid for the player. It is stupid for football as a whole. There is nothing. Quite frankly, yeah, there's nothing that is at all a pro or a thumbs up about that deal. I think it ruins everything. Gabri Vega had a bright career ahead of him. I think it's ruined for the next however many years as long as this whole Saudi thing lasts. Because quite frankly, it, he could outperform Milinkovic, Savic, and Ruben Neves combined when Al Ali plays whatever the hell that Ruben Neves' team is called. I don't I still don't even know at this point. I think it's Al Halal. I think that's who it is. He could out He could outplay them both combined, and I will not care anymore. I had him. I would love to re. I would love to redraft the midfielder draft because <laughs> Gabri Vega can't be a part of it anymore. I wish he could. He screwed himself. 
He took money. I respect it because, I mean, they were offering stupid amounts compared to what he's going to make at Vigo and compared to what he's probably going to make if he got bought. But it ruined him. Yeah. And I think you could even see, I think even if you just follow Fabrizio Romano on Instagram, you could see how big of a deal it was because Fabrizio was posting about every footstep Gabri Vega made towards completing that deal because he is a bright star that has had his career now destroyed by a Saudi takeover. Like, Giotto was one thing from Celtic. Um, I can't even think of that many. Yet. Who, who else? Young went. Anyone? Can you, can you think of anyone? Young? There, been, there haven't been that many. Not that big. Many. Giotto was the biggest young guy. Yeah, I think Gabri Vega this. now is. Um, like, I don't, I don't want to use scored the... the other day. <laughs> Did I hear about that? Hell no, because no one cares. Actually, in New Spend York, your uh, money. they were showing it. On TV. Where? Just a small restaurant I was in. Oh, all right. But you know what? I looked it up. There were no other soccer games on, and it was a soccer bar. So that's that's 100% why. Yeah, I saw Ronaldo with a brace. I don't want to use the phrase sold like they sold their soul. But the Saudi League genuinely seems like people are selling their soul. Yeah. You know what, though? I think if I could kick a ball really well, if Chelsea doesn't buy me, then I'm going to Saudi Arabia. Give me the money, man. <laughs> I think every single yeah. person that's not named Messi and already has <laughs> billions of dollars is going to yeah. accept that money. I mean, they're trying for Salah right now. Yeah, I, I saw 100%, that. I understand that, but at the same time, I'm sticking to Gabri Vega here. Being a name like Gabri Vega, where you are getting like early comparisons to like the great Spanish midfielders, People are even putting your name in a conversation with Pedri and Gavi, who are already at the top, like the Spanish midfielder game. How do you not, like, because the thing is, he's living a lavish lifestyle, like, I know, I know. At what point, like, does it matter how much money you have? I think by those points of what these guys are making, beyond that, it just has to be greed. Yeah. That's my problem with the Saudi league is that these guys are making so much money and they're like, let me make more. Like, what are you going to do with it? You're living in Saudi Arabia. The, the, the flights, they're probably going to just give them to you because they're Saudi Arabia and you're their beloveds. But like, what, what more do you need than what you've been wishing for since you were a five-year-old kid of having this footballing legacy? Gabri Vega probably grew up watching Iniesta and Xavi and was like, oh my god, I want to be like them. And then he finally got the chance and he sold his soul because of this stupid league experiment halfway across the world. Yeah. Damn. Damn. It's oh. stupid. I'm inspired by you, Ryan. Dude, it's insane though. Yeah. It's childhood dreams getting ruined by Saudi money. Yeah. I'm no disrespect to the country of Saudi Arabia. If I was offered a trip there, sure, I'll go explore. But stop ruining a game, please. (laughs) Speaking of ruining games, Lionel Messi uh, continues to uh, explode in the MLS. Unfortunately, though, he failed to even win against Nashville yesterday, I believe. And he didn't even score. Um, But you know what? Having Messi in the United States, a player of that caliber... For all of the little, uh, I want to say all the kids, but it's not. It's for the rich kids now because those are the only people. Who for can the afford, young boys. 
for all of the young rich boys because nobody can afford to go see that game uh messi is truly an inspiration down here and dan was actually in new york over the past week uh and you saw the messi fever when he was there playing red bull i want you to give us a little taste about what happened when you were down there it was so cool first of all i didn't even know he was playing uh at that time but i was walking towards times square i knew he was playing while i was on the trip because my dad is a big messy stand he's like should we go and and then he saw the prices and he's like eh? <laughs> um but yeah he's a really big messy fan so i knew he was playing but i didn't know it was that day so we we're walking towards times square it's around like 7 p.m and it's just it's always jam-packed but it's like jam-packed like you you're in there like sardines Honestly, not an enjoyable experience. I hate being packed up like that. But anyways, um, like like cops were like telling people on the side, like you got to keep moving. You can't like you can't stay still. But then like no one was listening because on the biggest screen in Times Square, there's Messi playing for Inter Miami, and like the entire square was like at a standstill. People chanting Messi, everyone recording. Like everyone was there for Messi. It was just like. Like, I knew he was the GOAT, or, like, in my opinion, he's the GOAT. I know maybe some people on this podcast don't agree, but I, I think he's the GOAT. And I knew he was, like, one of the biggest athletes of, of all time. But seeing that in, like, the biggest city in the world, or one of the coolest cities in the world, is it the biggest? I don't think it is. The, it's got to be one it of the biggest. biggest city in the world? No. No. It's got to no. be up there, though. Uh, maybe. Pro- probably China or India has the biggest city, I assume. But I think India. Anyways, by it, population you mean, fact. right? Huh? Well, yeah, by population, or uh, are we talking land size? I'm talking population. Regardless, Tokyo. Oh, in Tokyo. Okay, yeah. So it's then definitely Jakarta, be... then Delhi, then Seoul. Where, where's New York on that list? Are they there? They gotta be top ten. Uh, they have a lot of people, but I don't know. Well, anyways, uh, it, it doesn't matter. It, it was smokes. What? It's just a lot of people here. In New York? Hey. Uh, no, no, no. New York is 11th. 11th. Okay. That's 11th biggest city in the world. And it was just so enamored by it. Especially in a country that, like, is it doesn't really care that much about soccer. You know? I it think just, it just proves, in my opinion, that Messi is the biggest athlete on the planet right now. It's so cool. It was such a cool experience, man. Like, what a what a legend. And yeah, 100%, like, seeing that, I was like, yeah, like, I knew it. But then seeing that, it's like, holy, yeah, like, this guy is 100% biggest athlete in the world, maybe all time. Crazy. So cool. I mean, yeah, all, all you need to do is to go through the crowd of people. Like, even when he's taking a corner kick, you see these moms that probably, this is their first MLS game they've ever watched, and they have their phone out trying to just, like, I, I, I hate that about the culture. I, I would say, like, they're capturing the moment, but, like, I don't know. I'd love to just like live in that moment, leave the phone away because you can just take someone else's video. It's so cool. Like, it, it's or it's done a lot for American and I guess North American soccer already. Mm-hmm. And I think it's going to continue to do great things because, like, Messi is. I feel like in some way or another, even if you're a Ronaldo fan, Messi has inspired you at some point. I think at this point, yeah. I think maybe five years ago, Ronaldo fans would still be like, screw Messi. But I feel like after winning the World Cup and now doing like amazing things in, yeah. in North America, yeah. proving that it's like he is that that guy. Stealing yeah. money from the Spanish people. It's good guy. All right. it's a great good guy. guy, man. 
Great okay. Guy. We're not talking about Panama that. Papers. Good dude, man. We're yeah. talking about following your dreams and then maybe taking money from the Spanish people. Yeah. But Messi didn't take the Saudi money. He didn't. Instead, he took drugs, so he was able to play. Yeah, Barcelona funded it. Anyways, what a, what Mike a legend. Always, Mike ruins everything, man. <laughs> no, literally. Get him off the it's podcast. like, man, I love this moment. <laughs> Mike, Mike's just there staring at you at the side. Mike's the type of guy that, like, he'd see you going to hug someone and he'd pull out a hose. Like, it's just, he's not fun. <laughs> hey, Messi's great, man. Good for Messi. He's awesome. Yeah, yeah, well, what? What are you going to finish that thought with? Well, except for the fact that he stole money and <laughs> takes drugs. No, I, I, the drug thing is fine. I think that I'm not like, anti against that. I'm saying if you don't pay your taxes, you're just taking money from Spanish people, man. Pay your taxes, Messi. Yeah, pay your taxes. That's the one thing. But in you know what? Opinion, He's the GOAT. In my opinion, He's that's the, the fault of whoever Messi pays to do his taxes. <laughs> no, every no, single think... Spanish player does it. Because yeah, you I get think... away with it for so long, and the only penalty is like it's like a two million things or something, two million dollars. So you've already made more money than that doing it. So the first time you get caught, there's no prison time. You just pay a fine. So that's why everyone does it until they get caught. And when you get <laughs> caught, then you start paying them. Sorry, I, it just it cut out for the last 25 seconds. It sounded like you said, yeah, I agree, Ryan. Messi's a great person. <laughs> Anyways, John Herdman to TSC. Yes, yes John Herdman finds his Johnny. way away from Soccer Canada, something that a lot of people have been wanting to do. Uh, John Herdman joins TFC as their new head coach. TFC, uh, one of the worst soccer seasons we've ever seen in the history of the MLS, but still not as bad as Inter-Miami. Actually, they are worse. They are worse <laughs> now. Um, but uh, TFC, absolutely terrible. Inter-Miami at least are looking up now because they, their team looks freaking amazing these days. They aren't even close to the playoffs, and they have the third best odds to win the MLS Cup, which is yeah. nuts. Uh, but TFC get a new great head coach. I think we're all fans of John Herdman. Um, I hope he does some cool things in the MLS. But uh, now Soccer Canada looking for a new manager of the Canadian team. And if you guys are hiring people, we're all looking for jobs yeah, involved in the up. soccer world. So we will manage the Canadian soccer team. Um, I cannot wait to see what they come up with. Yeah. I think this is going to be, personally, I think this is going to be one of the funniest manager appointments <laughs> of all time. Yeah. <laughs> Who's gonna to want to join, man? We're gonna Dude, see like Sportsnet's Arash Madani up there, <laughs> Soccer Canada. <laughs> Some, dude, somehow they're gonna hire. I don't even remember what's the what's the women's coach's name, like Bev Priestman or something like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, they'll just hire her for both. <laughs> like, just, yeah, that's what they did originally. They took yeah, Herdman they from took the John women's Herdman. team. Yeah, they'll just be like, your turn. Just see what you can do. Like, well, who are they gonna get? I don't know. There's not much to I don't know, man. I don't really have much to say about this except I hope he does good things in the MLS because I do like John Herdman. I think he's a I think he's a pretty terrific coach and he can he can build something, which is why I think he's really good for TFC. Yeah, I want to shout out John Herdman. He's done a lot for the Canadian he got national us to the program. World Cup, man. Got us to the World Cup. He was spectacular with the women's team. Um, they finished last in their group before he got there at the World Cup in 2011, and then. In their next tournament at the Pan Am American Games in Mexico, they won the gold. And then from there, they qualified for every single uh, Olympic and World Cup, and they medaled in a ton of them. As we know, they're an, they were an amazing team. A lot of that was under Herdman. Then he came to the men's team, and then we qualified for World Cup. Just 
done he's done such a spectacular job with this national program and i think we owe him a lot and i'm i'm sad to see him go but uh it for tfc i think it'll be great it's exciting for them yeah thank you john Honestly. thank you john yeah good job man oh that was nice mike didn't ruin a moment for once that's crazy um <laughs> i think uh, i think i think it's like a What's it? What's it called? Like a double-edged sword or something like that? Is that what? Is Can that what you the explain phrase the is? meaning? Uh, it's like it's good in the sense that it kind of slices through a lot of TFC's issues because, in my opinion, this is a man that I still think Toronto FC should give up on the Insigne side of the experiment. But I think Herdman is a guy that possibly can make it work regardless. Um, I think they even showed promise last night. They're giving us Philadelphia. Then the other edge of the sword, I think it royally screws Canada going into a World Cup that is in our continent. So I think it's a silver lining you're, you're talking about. Aren't all double, swords double-edged? I don't know. I think I they think. mean like if you have like a Darth Maul type sword kind of thing. One second. Let me see. If, <laughs> let me search double-edged. Oh, double-edged sword meaning. Wait a minute. Yeah, I think it Something means that, like two bad things. Something that has or can have both favorable and unfavorable oh. consequences. There oh, you go. okay. So you're correct. Holy, I did it right. Let's go. Good job, Ryan. Let's go. Well, I guess when you're wielding the sword, you have to be careful not to cut yourself mm. when you swing it. And then when you swing it at an opponent, you want Look, to Look, you can, mm. you can try like to that. make up the reason all you want. All I know is that I am right in using it. Uh, <laughs> I think, yeah, there's the, there's the bright side of this sword that's used to kill the enemies that's you know herdman helps the tfc experiment i also think it's a big whack in the f I, I don't blame him for leaving but i think it's a big whack in the face of the men's canadian team and what is being hoped of them for 2026 uh, i think a lot of that goes out the window for now and they need a big big recovery mission hopefully this is a sign that they need to put more money and funding into it yeah also says a lot that pretty much every single player Wished him well on social media. Yeah. It just shows the respect that I he think has. That says a lot. Yeah. Um, is it? Sorry. Just... No, 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 no. Go crazy. Go crazy, Beans. Oh, okay. If you, if you say so. Um, is it messed up if I say that I actually think Herdman leaving his role to take on TFC could have more impact than Christine Sinclair's words at like the end of the World Cup? No, that's uh, not crazy. No, yeah, both. I think both are just, you know, it's like a double-edged sword. <laughs> I think All they're both. Right, I think cool they're both. Is, I think wow. they're both signs that Soccer Canada needs to change. I think they're both signs, down. but I think I think Herdman actually putting it into like, action and getting I the hell so. out of there. Like, I don't, like, don't yeah. want to say that because Sinclair has tried for so long to do her thing. But I think Herdman basically looking at the Canada Soccer Board and being like, you guys are screwed, I'm heading MLS way, that's a slap in the face that I think they're going to feel. And it's time to, like, do something. I think Sinclair, like, they could have thrown those words under the rug. You can't throw your best coach ever leaving under the rug. He also, like, controlled, like, the program of like from all ages. I think it was, like, yeah, exactly. 14 up. Like, he yeah. was so important to the program. Exactly. Completely involved. Good for him. Yeah. Um, we're at an hour and a half here, so why don't we slide through some final transfer gossip. Uh, Liverpool signed Ryan Gravenberch. Uh, he's on his way to Merseyside right now to sign his contract. Do you uh, think that has anything to do with Endo? Do I think that has anything to do with Endo? Yeah. Why? I feel like they thought Endo was going to be 
at least a bit better than he maybe has been so far. So they just went. No, they were always like, gonna. They were always gonna sign another midfielder. Um, I think Endo okay, was fair. Endo was break glass and kit. He was never meant to be like a starter or anything. It was just a okay. We have to at least have somebody here for depth. Uh, yeah, but this this apparently was their plan since a bit. I think they were talking to him last week. So, I mean, fair good enough. for him for uh, you know coming here. Uh, I hope he he's something. He's a left-sided eight, but I think they're going to try to play him as a six because he's pretty versatile. So I think um, you know we're going to win the league now, and I think that's that says a lot about the that team there. Um, <laughs> in other transfer news, Jorge Vilda, the Spanish women's manager, is being lined up for a new head coaching job for the Saudi Arabia women's national team. Um, the kisser. The famous Kissgate guy Ew. will uh, maybe coach Ew. Saudi Arabia. Oh yeah, team. send him there. Um, yeah. Also, yeah. with that, with that, I think Saudi Arabia also hired um, former Italy manager uh, yes. Mancini as their men's Mancini manager. as their men's Saudi Arabian <laughs> manager. Best oh, of yes, luck to yeah. him. Uh, big yeah, one. He's gonna be lost. Really big one. Jao Polinia. Did I say that correct? Yes, Jao right? Polinia. Uh, he's going to Bayern. Going to Bayern on a five-year yes. deal. And that that is because they got rid of Ryan Gravenberch. So we Liverpool fans were waiting for that to happen so that because uh, they were not going to sell him if they could not get Pelina. I will say that that big time that big time screws Fulham. Pause it? No. <laughs> that big time screws big. over Fulham? Fulham. Yeah. Yeah, that's a big loss for them. Their best player. That is man. like yeah. on paper by far their best player. Yeah. How much do you think he's gonna go for? I don't see a price here. I don't know. If if I don't. Actually, I don't know. What, went, I don't know what's left on his contract or anything. Like I don't know. How much do I think Polina is going to go for? Going, I'm going to guess ninety mil. No. No. Like yeah. Sixty probably. Maybe. I'm I, just, 50, I don't. 60. I don't know what's left on his contract. I don't know. I guess it depends on contract, but I would it, say like fifty. Fifty is a good number. Yeah. Fifty. Sixty. Ninety. All these. Is all these. All these DMs are just going for so much right now. What do you think Rodri's worth? Maybe if 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 has that much time left on his contract, yeah. maybe. Like I'm basing it off of how other CDMs have been purchased. So Rice, 100, Casado, 120. What you said it was more than 120, 130. Oh, Casado, I think combined the deal comes out to like closer to 150 range. Okay. Like with bonuses and stuff. I don't think 90 is crazy to be honest. Like I don't think they're gonna pay that. I don't think that's what's agreed upon. But I wouldn't be shocked if I saw like a number like 80, 90 to be honest. Anyways, I, don't I think, think it'd be. I don't know. Byron's asking for, for 70, uh, but it looks like it might be between 60 and 70. Okay. They rejected oh. their first bit of 50. Uh, I got one Benjamin Pavard to Inter yes. Milan. I like that uh, um, for Byron, and I like it for Inter. Okay. I, was, I, was I don't know about him. I was confused why he went to Inter. I thought he was. Oh, I got I it. thought he was asking for Man United. No, he actually, uh, he's he's actually like made it look like seem like he's really interested in being there from the start. At Inter, um, yeah, oh, like awesome. Well, even because I think the moment it was announced, he put up a uh, an Instagram story that said like "linterista," which means like he's just like a, a Inter fan, like that kind of thing. Like he immediately adapted to like lingo, like that kind of thing. He just he seemed very involved from the get go. Um, I like it for Inter because Inter in their three back uses Matteo Darmion right now as like their right sided center back. 
and Pavard is literally just a better version of that. So I think it makes all the sense in the world. I think that's an like, excellent signing by them. Uh, I like him more than is crazy. Yeah, Mike is struggling to tweedle yeah, in Mike's, his microphone Mike, right now. Mike's it's, mic fell, fell off, off of his. Uh... This thing always breaks. Holder or whatever. Um, while you're doing that, Mike, um, one that I really like, Folar and Belogan to Monaco for thirty million. The the U.S. striker that I mean, burst onto the scene I guess with Rem last year, wasn't really getting his respect, over at Arsenal. Monaco could have a fun thing going there if he if he finds his stride again with within the, in the French league. It's a sick signing. Um, yeah. Fatty to. No one uh, said anything. I was kind of scared. Sorry, sorry. To Brighton. I love that. Sorry, I zoned out. I, I really like that for Brighton. Brighton. Brighton knows how to how to get a quick turnaround going here. Yeah. Oh, Anzu Fati. Yeah. It's a fun one. That is. Very I don't know fun. who. I don't know who you throw to the right side out of him and Matoma. That's what I was wondering too. But I, Matoma I goes be, left. I think it has I think. to be. What? Matoma's gonna go left. I think. I think so. I think so too. I think Fatih's direct enough that he can work on the right. I think Matoma kind of yeah. needs that cut-in ability. Yeah, yeah. Oh, right. I agree. Oh, this one. How do you feel about uh, Lukaku, I man? Know, I knew, I knew, I knew Lukaku what you were going to say. Lukaku to Roma. Oh, man. Uh, meets up I'm with forced, his old manager. Yeah, third time's a charm. To, I'm forced to love it. I kind of hate it, but I also don't. I, like, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I won't know until I see him play. I like because it. Part of my brain is like, oh, like with with Dybala in there and then having like Spinazzola and Zalewski come down the wing. Um, I think there's like a lot of areas of the attack that could benefit Lukaku. But he's also Lukaku. So I don't know. He's done yeah. well under Mourinho every time, though. Yeah, Has but he? he's just been. Yeah. Chelsea? Yeah. A different time at Chelsea. I think he did well with them. United? His last, I think his last stint at Chelsea. Was he United, K. No, no, no. United, he was fine, and I don't get the whole idea that at United, he stunk. He was fine. I think at, I think at United, the team stunk. I thought. I think he was above average for that team. True, true. Um, United fans are going to have a word with you about that. <laughs> fine by me. Bring him on. All right. Why don't, uh, why don't you guys give me one more, and then we'll end it here. Anybody. What do you have one? Does anyone have one? <laughs> I've been scrolling through uh yeah, yeah, Fabrizio. Okay. Um How about uh how about uh how about Leonardo Bonucci the Union Berlin? Let's end on that one because I love me some Union Berlin. Hell yeah. Wait, what about Dean Henderson to uh, Crystal Palace? Do we care? Oh, I don't care. Do we yeah, care? Yeah, I don't care either. All right. Bonucci. <laughs> 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 I don't know, it's been like a weird time with signings. It seems like seems like everyone is just kind of shoring up their like squads rather than like making these deep dive pushes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like no one's no everyone's past the whole anyone that was okay, anyone that was going to be a bidding war is already gone. Yeah. Like now it's just I, I don't even Liverpool I, I'm, need I'm, a center back. Christ. Yeah, apparently apparently uh get a center back. Apparently Kanate, your boy is linked to Saudi. He rejected it. But apparently he's linked. Yeah, they he he rejected them, and there uh, would be your draft. Liverpool, Liverpool rejected uh, 118 mil for Mohamed Salah. It's a lot of money I don't, for a 31 I hope he year old. Go. I hope he doesn't go. Yeah, me neither. At all costs. 
Um, Me too. Yeah, and transfers. I guess other than that, I talked to my Gabri Vega. There's a little. There's little deals. I mean, we don't really have too much time to cover the little deals, even if they are significant. Um, All right. But yeah. That's going to wrap up another exhilarating up? episode of the Kickaboo. We hope you've enjoyed our in-depth discussions on the UEFA Champions League draw, the action-packed weeks in the Premier League, and the surprising twist with John Herdman's move to Toronto FC. A massive shout-out to Dan, Ryan, and myself for being the best. You know yourself. <laughs> That's wicked. <laughs> and one to our fantastic listeners, thank you for joining us on this football journey. Your support and engagement means the world to us. If you've enjoyed today's episode and want to stay connected, don't forget to subscribe to the Kickaboo here on this current podcast that you're listening to. And follow us on social media at Michael Zay Collins, uh, Raptors Vision, and Ryan Galati One on X. Dan, Dan, you still got to change that name. Uh, on Twitter. Follow this podcast as well on, the, on the X post. Uh, we have plenty more exciting content discussions lined up for you. We're sorry we missed last week, but don't worry. Until next episode, thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you, Liam. <laughs> uh, sh- shout out Jamin and Ryan. That's it. <laughs> this is the kick a boot. Oh, I thought we were ending it there. Wait. There you go. <laughs>